This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. That dovetailed very nicely uh, into sleeper plays for this week because we are in a bye week hell. Six teams on a bye. Deion Jackson, I think, is a deep sleeper play. New England, not a great matchup. That's fine. But uh, again, JT is banged up a little bit. I do wonder if the Colts will utilize Deion Jackson just a little bit more to protect their star running back. But uh, Matt Harmon hit me with another sleeper that you believe could help folks out there in fantasy. Well, the biggest one has to be Isaiah likely, Um, you know, especially because it's at a a really troubling position. Uh, We'll call it the tight end position uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, we don't know uh, as of right now, uh, whether, you know, Mark Andrews is going to be out there. You know, obviously he suffered an injury. We, we know that to be the case. Uh, but Isaiah Likely really stepped up. And, you know, Isaiah Likely is a God, guy he that looked good. he looked good. And he he looked good in the, you know, this is not new for Isaiah Likely. He looked good in the preseason. Uh, he looked good at Coastal Carolina. He just, you know, didn't have a great workout, stuff like that. But in week eight for Isaiah Likely, uh, 81 routes per drop back, 20.6 targets per route run got a first down and 83.3% of his receptions. He was awesome. He was efficient. Uh, he had two red zone targets, one end zone target. Like he looks like a wide receiver out there. And even if Mark Andrews goes like no Rashad Bateman, like Bateman, which I think is the right decision for the Ravens. They got to put Bateman on the right. shelf at this point with this foot injury, right? Likely is going to be out there and probably be the number two pass catcher. Uh, so I think he makes a really good uh, sleeper play if still available out there. Dude, can the Ravens not have a wide receiver with the foot problem, please? Like that'd be that great. would be that would be that'd be lovely if we could. <laughs> could we make that happen? That would be awesome. Um, I will. Uh, I'll throw a wide receiver out there. How about Marquez Valdez Scantling taking on Tennessee? Tennessee has yeah, given sure. up the most completions, yards, and fantasy points per game on deep passes this year. And should be mentioned that MBS, obviously, as we know, is a deep threat. But over the last six games, MBS leads the team in air yards, tied for the team lead in routes run as well. Um, so overall, decent volume, 5.6 targets per game over his last six games and 73 air yards per game in that stretch. If that sounds like wide receiver two, that's exactly pretty much what we're looking at. That's very like top 30-ish volume when we're looking at wide receivers also let me mention this again great matchup decent volume but in his first four years mvs had a touchdown roughly once every 20 targets he now has 38 targets on the season with zero touchdowns again if i want to sound smart i'll say positive regression but for my (laughs) but for my but for my plebeian folks I'll just say this. The dude is due. MVS yeah. is due. By the way, that's my favorite thing in, in fantasy football is if you say positive regression, you sound smart and people buy it. But if you say, oh, he's due, people are like, you're well, that's you're an idiot. That's not analysis. It's like 
guys, it's the same damn thing. We're just (laughs) saying it differently. It's this, when you say positive regression, that is the smart way of saying he is due. It's the same damn thing. thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so So, true. MVS. Uh, sleeper for you this week against Tennessee. Yeah, I like that call a lot. Um, you know, MVS is, I, I don't know how they're going to mix in Kadarius Tony, but they might mix him in a little bit, but they're not going to mix him out there as like the X receiver. And that's what Marquez no. Valdez Scantling has been uh, so far this year. I think while he might not be like, he might be like the biggest underperformer uh, of the group. I think you could argue that, you know, those chiefs receivers, he's kind of the guy that I, I think from a role perspective is the most locked in. Uh, So I think we might see Tony eat into McCole Hardman a little bit eventually, probably not into despite the fact McCole Hardman's had like a three touchdown game last time we saw him. But yeah, (laughs) so I think I like that call with MVS for sure. Uh, I'll go with another uh, receiver here. Um, Look, one easy, just as an easy one. And I, cause I'll get this out of the way because I've bagged on Josh Palmer before, but like if Keenan Allen who has a, his hamstring injury isn't responding in the, during the bye week or it got worse while training during the bye week, if he misses this game and Mike Williams misses this game, I mean, he is going to miss it. Yeah. Josh Palmer, you got to play. Like you got to play him against the Falcons. The Falcons yep. cornerbacks beyond AJ Terrell are terrible. I don't think Josh Palmer is very good. You know, I've said that on this show before, but he's good enough to, you know, be the guy that's going to get a ton of volume against a team that, you know, doesn't have very good cornerback players anyway. So that'll equal out. And I think too, He's probably a better injury replacement for Mike Williams than he is for uh, Keenan Allen, uh, Josh Palmer, because he's like a non-separating perimeter receiver that wins contested, even though he's actually not that great in contested situations. Like that's that's kind of <laughs> the guy he should be. So he's a, he's a guy there. Um, I think if you if you if you got Palmer, you can pretty safely play him during the bye weeks this week. Despite what you think of him as a player, uh, the volume is going to be there, and he's got a great quarterback too. So. Um, Falcons have the I, lowest pressure rate in the league right now, too. So that that's good go. for a, a guy in Herbert who is behind a patchwork offensive line. It should help things out there. That's a dude. Yeah, hundred percent. My God, how about? Uh, well, actually, I got two, but I'll, I'll say Noah Fant uh, there mm. for Seattle. It's a pristine matchup. Obviously, Arizona gives up uh, the second most fantasy points per game to the tight end position. They just dude, they're giving up production like crazy. Uh, to that spot. Noah Fant, over the last four weeks, very quietly, third on the team in air yards, third on the team in targets and routes run as well. He's leading. I know they use three, sometimes four tight ends there in (laughs) Seattle. But over the last four weeks now, Noah Fant um, has led, has been the leading receiving option among all the tight ends in Seattle. So, Again, if you're looking and you're desperate for a tight end, Noah Fant uh, does have a chance, I think, to score a touchdown this week. Like that call, yeah, tight end definitely. And look, anytime you could get a, you can get something there. 100% agree with that, Noah Fant. I think Noah Fant still stands to to benefit. Although you know these <laughs> these receivers are playing right, you know Lockett's yeah. out there, Metcalf's out there, so you know. Yeah. But I think Fant can still mix in there. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I do have a couple others here. Okay. Um, so me. I'll I'll say one more, and you you give your last one, and then yeah. and then we can we can get out here. Love it. I think I think Alan Robinson's a good sleeper this week. Ah, week's yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. You know, um, hell yeah. Cooper Cup I'm banged up. I'm with you. 100%. I, I bet Cooper Cup ends up playing. Whatever. Um, but Alan Robinson, you know, he leads the NFL, or he's tied for the lead with with Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf with ten end zone targets. Um, the Bucks defense is super banged up. Uh, you know, we're talking about like Demarcus Robinson had a big game against them on Thursday night with, for the Ravens. We just talked about Isaiah Likely got going. Devin Duvernay scored a touchdown. It was a rushing touchdown, but still, Devin Duvernay had. By the way, I like Duvernay. Duvernay is if you're super desperate as a guy, you could play. Um, yeah. This guy got to. He's a guy got to get a. RP profile up on at some point, but you know, Tampa Bay right now, they're sort of middle of the pack in terms of pressure rate. Um, they have a lot of sacks, but you know, they just lost Shaq Barrett for the year. So um, not great from a pass rushing standpoint there in Tampa Bay right now. And that's obviously the biggest problem for the Rams. And look, I think Robinson's role has kind of stabilized, you know, he has five for 54 game. That's not sexy for fantasy, but um, it's certainly like, okay, there it's, it's it's better than what we were getting when it was like two for 10 and like a bunch of fake uh, fade targets or whatever. So yeah, exactly. I, he's more integrated into the offense. Now he also drew some pass interference plays early in, in that 49ers game before it went off the uh, went off the rails there. So I feel like Robinson can have a pretty decent week there for uh, the Rams in Tampa with against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dude. And, and again, I don't know. Um, it is fair to wonder how much how much time it takes for a brand new receiver, veteran wide receiver, to get acclimated with a new playbook and a new quarterback as well. Um, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, possibly, it's starting to gel. Maybe, possibly, it's starting to happen. Um, I think that's at least uh, look. It's at least in the range of outcomes, right? Like it's at least a possibility yeah. that that's what's happening. It's never going to happen to our highest hopes this year. That was dead of the course. moment we saw the Rams offensive line in week one. And yeah. Robinson, I, again, I still think we even acknowledge even going into this year, he's likely taking a step back as a player. But mm-hmm. the big part of the thesis of Robinson was he was going to catch a lot of touchdowns, and he has been so involved in the scoring area. But, um, you know, he's and he's certainly, again, he's taken a step back as a player, absolutely. But he's yeah. still a, a quality, I think, starting receiver for this team. But just be, being a quality starting receiver for the Rams. If your name's not Cooper cup, it gets you in the sleeper section and that's where we're at. (laughs) There you go. Um, Okay. One last one for me. How about Terrace Marshall? Uh, We've been talking about him for weeks. I feel like, Hey, 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 (laughs) calm down, pal. Gelhart Gelhart and I talked about it. We talked about it in the last episode. So I'm, I'm kind of with you on this. Look, he saw nine targets last week. All right. And we know he's a um, excellent, you know, um, size speed combination guy. Uh, they've kicked him outside. He's played about 90% yes. of his snaps outside. Whereas before he was almost exclusively a slot man. Um, and it's, and it's really interesting. I know you've pointed this out and then, you know, our former colleague over at NFL network, uh, not Chad Reuter. Oh my gosh. Who, um, uh, who's the guy that does all the draft write-ups Lance Zierlein. Oh, sorry. Lance Zierlein. Uh, said the exact same thing in his write-up about Terrace Marshall is that he's not a slot. He played that at, yeah. at LSU, but he's not a slot. He I don't know what they were doing guy. with having having him play as a slot receiver last year. I well, just mark it up for another one for for yeah, Matty Rule. <laughs> good, good point. Jeez. I don't know. That's like a little tenth on the list of what the f things were the Panthers <laughs> doing for Matt Rule. So my apologies. Right. Well, and again, this actually goes hand in hand too, right? With DJ Moore finding, you know, a season high 40% of his snaps lined up as a slot man. Um, 
in these past couple of weeks too, right? So like they've been mixing and matching and they're, they're saying like, hey, you know this 6'4 guy that ran a 4440? Yeah, maybe we should kick him outside and see what he could do <laughs> as an so X receiver. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he can do some stuff. I don't know. Um, nine targets, four receptions, 87 yards, decent production. Obviously, you'd like to see a little bit uh, more efficiency from uh, a, cat, a catch rate perspective. But taking on Cincinnati, who, by the way, just lost Chidi Awuzie for the season. Eli mm, Apple, their other starting cornerback, also banged up. They're running a couple, potentially a couple rookie cornerbacks out there. I think Marshall does have a chance, actually, um, if he can maintain that kind of role. Um, and, dude, he played like 92, 93% of the snaps yeah, last week. Yeah, he's man. out there. He is out there a ton. Um, if he can maintain that kind of role, actually a decent sleeper this week, widely available as well, even after waivers have run. Great call. Um, I like it a lot. It's, it's frisky, obviously, but – uh, my promise to the people is I will get an update on Terrace Marshall reception perception uh, after the rookie report gets done, which I'm, I'm currently banging away. Should have promoted that off the top, but um, ha, you know, you should have done that, but whatever I'm banging away on the rookie report. I will get to guys like Terrace Marshall because the discord is banging my door down. We need a Terrace Marshall update now because they're sharp. They're sharp. You know, they're listening to the podcast about how he's a yeah. perimeter receiver and, and that makes a difference because just couldn't hack it as a slot. So I, I like that call right. a lot. Yeah, me too. All right, so there you go. Uh, we try to help the people out there. We're a podcast for the people, baby. Uh, but I tell you what, man, our time does run short. Um, and when you hear this, I'm sure you're going to be getting ready for week number nine, Thursday Night Football right around the corner. And, of course, a big and busy week number nine with six teams on a bye. You're going to need some help, and hopefully we did just that on the Reception Perception, the show podcast. All right. But again, our time does run short. I want to wish everyone a good luck here in week number nine for Matt Harmon. I am James Coe. See ya.